Whenever we focus on eating for fun, we totally mess things up. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist. The reason I make these videos is to help everyone to understand that your mental health and physical health come together to create that overall sense of well-being. If you find these kind of videos helpful, please consider subscribing. I've always been that person who eats to live rather than living to eat. And that's caused a lot of problems in my family or in my household because I'm not that person who's going to go out of my way to eat at a specific restaurant or to go find a certain kind of food, right? And you can imagine like how frustrating it is sometimes to my my spouse when he's trying to figure out what I want to have for supper and he's asking me for suggestions. I really, I don't care. So because food was never really a thing for me, although I was overweight, but food itself wasn't the thing. Changing to a ketogenic lifestyle for me was easy. The idea that I'm putting down certain food, couldn't care less, right? Chocolate, totally different story. That's not a food. Although I still wouldn't search for chocolate, but I mean, you can find chocolate at any store. So if I happen to be in, I would never leave my house to go get chocolate, by the way. <laughs> but if I'm out, I would have bought it. So putting all this stuff down, just saying to myself, well, I'm not gonna eat that anymore. Honestly, it wasn't a big deal. I really thought I was gonna have trouble with chocolate. And I could see where, first of all, for people who do live to eat, so food is part of their entertainment, I could see where that would totally frustrate me. Remember, part of the reason that I started this lifestyle was because of a hip issue. And although my hip was hurting, that wasn't the thing that made me want to cry. It was the idea that I would never longboard again, never skateboard again, never rollerblade again, never be able, like all the activities that I wouldn't be able to do, like that was freaking me out. The fact, like, of course, I mean, I would love to not be in pain, but that wasn't actually even the motivating factor. It was <gasps> no more snowboarding. I couldn't put my brain around what would I do all winter long. I was, I was in shock and just like, no. So when food is your entertainment, I could see where now this is going to be double the problem for you. I need us to understand something though. When we look at food as entertainment, and I'm not saying that it isn't for a lot of people, purely entertainment, that joy of creating something special. So cooking that meal and being creative, that joy of seeing other people eat it and they're like loving it. What about the part where I eat it and I'm enjoying it? So here's the thing. There's some part of that that's just the joy of having flavors. And totally, I get that. I mean, when, when I eat something that tastes good, so it was made well and it's delicious, I can tell that it's delicious. But what about the part where you're chasing the carbohydrates? One of the things that I think is hard for a lot of people to recognize and understand and fully put their mind around is that some of the issue with food is the fact that we don't know that we're addicted to food. And so we see it as entertainment, but at the same time, there's certain elements of it where we are going out of our way to get it because we can't not go out of our way to get it. We have to have those carbs. When I went through the process of taking carbohydrates out of my life, I did experience symptoms. Now, Although I do know now some of them had to do with salt 
levels and not being at my correct salt levels. Yes, some of them were actually addiction related. Although I didn't eat a lot of, well, besides chocolate, that I did a lot. But the thing about chocolate for me is that I would go through phases of not eating it and phases of eating it because I recognized that I had an issue with chocolate. So interestingly enough, when I went through the ketogenic process, so becoming ketogenic, I wasn't eating chocolate at that time anyway. So that part wasn't so super difficult for me, but the carb addiction was still there. Why was the carb addiction still there? Well, I still eat rice and pasta and bread. And I was eating all those things that have a high carb content. When we live our life around food, and especially if I'm a great cook and have a lot of people coming over because I cook well, there's a lot of entertain entertaining of people. So having people around because we're gathering around food. What happens when I decide to go ketogenic and now the people that I hang out with don't eat the same way that I do? Unfortunately, sometimes that means that now I don't have all those opportunities to be with those people. That's going to be crazy hard for me. If my socializing had food at the center, if then those again, it's going to be. I didn't have that again. A lot of my socializing is around activities. A lot of my socializing right about skiing and snowboarding and all this stuff. It wasn't around the meal. But when that's what your situation is, when that's the reason that you and your friends get together. So it's not the reason you get together to see each other, but it's around food. It becomes really difficult to figure out, well, how will I see my friends now? Because they don't eat what I eat. There's lots of ways around this, but I feel like one of the things that I'm trying to help people to see is that this is a stumbling block. These are some of the issues that cause us not to be able to do a ketogenic lifestyle the way that we want to, because how will I get together with friends, right? What happens when food is actually the entertainment? So now I'm just switching this a little bit because I know that there's a scenario where I don't know how to get together with my friends because they get together around food. But there's also the scenario where maybe I'm that person in the situation where I don't have the opportunity to see my friends as often as I like to. And so I do love to cook and then I eat and then... So what happens when I've allowed food to be fun for me because I don't have a lot of social interaction? It doesn't mean that I can't do a ketogenic lifestyle. It will mean that the things that I choose to eat that are fun are going to be very different. And can I manage that? You know, I do see how it's possible that someone might be bored. And so they get up, they get dressed, then they go off to the store and they buy some chips or they buy some ice cream or they buy something fun to eat. And then they come home and they eat it. And that just wasted three hours. And it was an entertainment entertaining scenario, right? Because I wasn't bored at home for three hours. So when I make food my entertainment or the center of my entertainment and it's only me, then it really does become about eating the food. Now, what if that's my situation? What if that's often my situation? I want to point out that I could have equally gotten up, gone out and purchased broccoli or purchased avocados or purchased something healthier. I could have got up and gone out and gone for a walk and not purchased any food at all. What I think the thing that I'm trying to help you to see is that if you're using food as a way to entertain yourself because you don't have people around you, that's a mistake. Because we, in those scenarios, are much more likely to go for fun food. And if fun food has a lot of carbs for you, then that's going to be putting you in a situation where you're going to be heavier than you want to be. 
that's actually a situation where I feel like you need to solve that situation by finding new people in your life, going out and engaging in a new activity or going out and creating new friend circles by either making a bigger effort to be with people you already know and the people they know, or like I said, finding a completely new set of people somehow, whether it's an activity, a new work environment, maybe allowing yourself to engage a bit more at work for the social aspects. If you're using food to entertain yourself because you don't have anything else to do, that's not the answer. And it will cause you to remain overweight, especially if what you focus on are fun foods. So high carb foods, I'll just be more specific, high carb foods. If you can find a way to focus on low carb foods, it's part of the answer, but it's not the whole answer because your issue isn't that, your issue is being lonely. I really wanna encourage everyone, back up, find out what the real issue is that's happening there and solve that. So if there's an underlying loneliness, let's try our best to solve the loneliness rather than filling the void with food. Sometimes people use food to soothe themselves. So this is the emotional eating part of the puzzle. I just want to talk about that for a second because I think that if we, when we feel bad, or even when we feel happy, when we celebrate with food, or if we use food in a way that is not meant to be used, again, it's kind of similar to the giving myself something to do. If I soothe myself with food, because maybe that's how I was raised, my parents might have been the kind of people that when I did something good, I got a treat and, you know, like if I did something bad, I didn't get a dessert. So it could have been that and where I've learned or if I was feeling upset that I might eat something to, again, lift my mood. Don't forget when you eat carby foods, you do get a dopamine hit. You do get an endorphin rush. You know, it's, it's not ideal, but it actually does happen. So a lot of the times eating these foods temporarily helps us to feel good even though eventually they help us to feel bad because we don't like the weight we're at. Learning how to soothe yourself with other things, like doing something pleasant for myself that's not about food, right? So taking a long hot soak in the tub or going and finding a friend to talk to, um, reading a good book, uh, doing exercise like and, and doing activities that I love. Learning how to comfort myself in a way, even just working out the problem. So actually looking directly at the problem, whether it's a problem with your spouse, a problem with your kids, a problem with a family member, a problem at work. Learning how to look the problem directly in the face and solving it so that the problem no longer exists. When we learn to do these things, we learn to comfort ourselves with real comfort and therefore not need food and that dopamine hit to make us feel better. Making that switch from living to eat over to eating to live is part of the process of learning to see food as fuel. When we start to engage with food as fuel and start to realize that the reason that we eat is to build a good quality body and fuel it so that it can do what we want it to do, we start to recognize that Food is about being able to do exercise so that we can be strong and flexible and healthy and do exercise that allows us to do the activities that we want to do, right? Longboarding, snowboarding, skiing, biking, all the fun things that I love to do. Going for a walk with my kids, all the fun things that we love to do. And then understanding that that food 
that I eat today builds the body that I'm going to be in for the next few years, right? Every time I eat, I'm contributing to the next few years of what this is going to look like. We rebuild our body. They believe we rebuild our body every seven years. So like, so from today, what I'm eating today is contributing to this next seven years. And it just kind of moves forward like that. What quality of body am I building? And I have to think about this on a daily basis, right? Because if I'm trying to build the best quality house and it's going to take me, you know, seven years to complete the construction of this house, if every three or four days, the products that I'm bringing into the house construction is really crappy, I'm making holes in the foundation of my home. I'm making holes in the walls of my home. You wouldn't do that. You'd make sure that every time building materials arrived to your house, they were good quality so that the structure of your house is going to be sound, right? Because you want it to last. Same thing here. Every time you eat, you're creating your body every single time. If I'm eating chemicals, if I'm eating, you know, processed foods, or if I'm eating whole foods, it makes a difference, right? If you're fueling yourself on poor quality stuff, you're going to create a poor quality body and you're going to feel it over the course of the next seven years. If you're fueling yourself on high quality foods, you're going to feel it on the course of the next seven years, right? You're going to feel better. You're going to feel good. And then once I focus all of my time, energy, effort into eating to build that amazing body, allowing myself the possibility of working out, right? Then I can actually focus my entertainment on people, on activities, on, right? On, 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 on building, like, so building my brain on learning. I, it's about investing in myself. I invest in myself by eating good quality food. I also invest in myself by finding people and activities that I enjoy and engaging them on a regular basis. This is how we have that both sides of the puzzle, right? Healthy body, healthy mind come together, overall well-being. So solve for both of these on a regular basis. Solve for your physical health and solve for your mental health regularly. I want to thank all my wellness warriors for coming by. I really love talking to you guys. Everybody who's new, subscribe because I make new videos every week. If you enjoyed this content and you'd like to contribute to the production of more of these videos, you can go to Patreon slash Violet Rivera. All the information is there. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I will talk to you again in the next video.